ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Janice Porter. Welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. This week's guest comes to us from Dallas, Texas. His name is Jeff Klein. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Hi, Janice. It's great. Uh, Jeff and I met briefly last weekend at a crazy event called Potapalooza, and he kindly uh, agreed to wait until this week for our conversation because I was um, being distracted at the time. And I'm so glad that he did that because there's so much to talk about with Jeff. Jeff, um, Jeff is my kind of person. He's all about networking and teaching people how to um, how to get business from networking and get business from saying the right things in your elevator speech or however you want to call it. Jeff wrote a book called 30 Seconds to Success, Generating Referrals with Your Elevator Pitch, and has a new book coming out called Speaking as a Business Strategy, Nine Laws to Business Speaking Success. So Jeff, how did, first of all, let's start with how did you get into this? Because I know this isn't something you've been doing forever, or maybe it has been, but not in terms of a formal. Um... Sure. Well, so what happened, what I like to tell people, Janice, is my, my career since 2000 has been a series of fortunate accidents. Mm-hmm. Um, I say there are no accidents, so I don't know how we figure well, that out. Well, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think it was all, you know, being in the right place at the right time and <clears throat> making the right decisions. Uh, so before last century, <laughs> I, was, uh, uh, I was in the film business. Wow. I, came, I came out of college with a theater degree and went right into making movies and a lot, a whole lot of TV commercials and corporate videos here in Dallas in the Texas market. Uh, <clears throat> um, and then 2001, I had after a series of employed jobs, so I was self-employed for 15 years and then an employee for about six. Uh, I came, I was back on the street again in 2001 <laughs> and I had to decide what I wanted to do next. So I decided, I started my own ad, advertising agency called Klein Creative. Uh, did you lose me for a second? Sorry. Um, started my own ad agency called Klein Creative. And my mission was to help people get on TV and radio, doing TV and radio commercials. That was my focus. I wound up doing a lot of websites instead, especially the first few years. And then in 2004, I, I was invited to a lunch and it turned out it was for a group called CEO Space. Oh, I where they. Yeah. yeah, they were teaching the elevator pitch every lunch, every Friday at lunch. And I totally clicked with the education. I clicked with the state director. I wound up joining the organization and I was helping at the lunches. And then I was also speaking about advertising at the evening meetings. And then one day somebody said, hey, Jeff, will you come do that thing you do at lunch uh, at our group? 
with the elevator pitch and I made sure it was okay. And I said, sure. And that was, so I was promoting both my business because networking is the most basic form of advertising. Yes. And then, uh, and I was helping promote the organization as well. So after that lunch, somebody said, hey, would you come do that at our lunch? (laughs) (laughs) And started feeding itself. And again, fortunately, I was also, I had joined the National Speakers Association as a vendor not as a speaker, but unlike the other vendors, I stayed in the room for the meetings and got the education. Smart. Yeah. So here I was doing a little bit of speaking and learning how to be a speaker as my job, which I had never aspired to. Right. Although I was never afraid to be in front of the room, I was always comfortable, which was again, another bonus. And a couple of years into doing that, I was had we had a coffee with five or six of us who were also speaking and for various reasons and looking to get in front of more audiences. I said, hey, why don't we start a lunch and invite all the people we know who are doing this? And they said, great idea, Jeff. Why don't you start a lunch? (laughs) We'll support you. And I'm sure you know, Janice, that's one. That's where all good ideas go to die. Yes. Unless somebody picks up the ball. Yes. I decided to take the challenge and it it wouldn't have happened without the support of these other folks. So they really did support. And, uh, but our first meeting in January, 2006, we had 50 people. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And that was off of an Evite meetup. So it was all people we knew. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until later that we expanded into meetup where you can be found by people you don't know. And (laughs) we, we, you know, I knew there was something happening. Yeah. Uh, we, we focused every meeting on showcasing each other. Mm-hmm. And then a few months in, somebody came to me. Well, more than one somebody came to me after we had a poetry reading, came to me and said, we really want relevant content. We don't just want showcases. So that's when we started asking the speakers to tweak what they talked about. So it was relevant to either speaking or business or speaking for business or something to do with, with that. And uh, over the years, I created a curriculum uh, and I spoke, I set a goal in 2007 to speak 50 times, to speak once a week. And then I set a goal the next year to speak twice a week. Mm-hmm. And I did that for two years. So three years, 250 speaking engagements. I figured a bunch of things out. Sure. And now just, just out of curiosity, were you speaking about what you were building here? Were you speaking about networking and that kind of thing? Or what were you? Almost exclusively speaking about the elevator pitch. Got it. Okay. Okay. Can we talk about that for a minute? mm -hmm. Can we talk about that for a minute? Sure. Sure. Um, Because, well, actually finish your story because I'll come back. Yeah. That's So what, what happened, Janice was people said, Hey, um, we want you to come speak again, but we want a different topic. Sure. So I pitched them advertising some of this. And no, no, no we want more networking stuff. Uh-huh. So over those years, those same three, four years, I wound up creating six hours of networking content. And I was actually doing a course called Network Your Way to Success, which is one hour a week for six weeks on the telephone. On the telephone. I love it. Yeah. Because. My, and, and you could do webinars back then, but 
my vision was that a salesperson would take a break from their day and do the conference call in the car. And then, because so we had cell phones, although we didn't have smartphones yet. Right, right, uh, right. And, and, uh, and I still have some of those recorded that, uh, that sometimes people want to, you know, want to buy that six hour uh, education. But the, uh, that just, it, so in 2010, I closed the ad agency and I turned Speaker Co-op into my business. And so a membership website and uh, teaching people how to do what I had just done the last few years, get clients and leads from a 20 minute talk. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, it's funny because back in that time frame too, I was doing, that's when networking really started and was, was very big. And, you know, I learned very quickly that I loved to work a room. And if you wanted to make those events uh, worthwhile for growing your business, you had to be noticed there. You had to make sure people knew who you were so that, you know, so that people asked a question, they'd say, go ask Janice or Janice is the person that, that you want to talk to. And you became, I became a connector and I did exactly, not exactly. I did something similar to what you did. I created some content to teach others because that's my background teaching. And so I taught others, I did networking um, webinar, um, in-person uh, uh, presentations um, or more workshops than anything else. But I, so I, I do 90 minute workshop or two hour workshops on the elevator pitch. Yeah, that's amazing. And I want to know, I have a note down here from Saturday that I wrote down here, conversation starters versus conversation killers. That's, that's, yeah, that's my, that was my, I think that was my second or third topic. I just love but, that. Yeah. That's the lesson about how to answer the question. What do you do? Okay, can you share some of that, or is it proprietary? Sure, sure. Okay. Yeah, no. um, the the uh, so the first piece is stop asking what do you do, right? As a good networker, ask who, what do you need next? Who do you want to meet? That kind right. of thing. But right. since somebody else is still asking, what do you do? Yeah, you want to answer it with a question. Don't answer it with your job title. Right. Answer it with a question that I call a product statement. So a commodity statement is your job title. Right. A product statement is something about the results you get without revealing your job. It's a conversation starter. It's designed for people to say, to, to, to ask for more information. Okay, so, so what do you do, Jeff? I tell the world what other people do. <laughs> I love it, okay. Yeah, that was for my for the advertising business. So that's a curiosity piece, so that people will ask more. Um, right. Do you want them to? So one of the things that I think about is when I get into one of those situations, it's always let the other person talk first. Do you believe in that? I try to ask the "What do you need? What do you need next?" question. I try to interrupt the normal process. So okay. if I. I can keep them from asking, what do you do? Yes. If they ask, what do you do? I will then interrupt that normal process by giving them a product statement that they're curious about instead of just saying, I sell insurance or whatever. Okay. So if I were to, so there are people like me who do different things, mm -hmm. but I try to do it in an umbrella situation. So, um, 
if I were to label what I do, I call it relationship marketing or I'm a relationship marketing strategist. But again, I don't want to say that. So right. how would you turn that into a, um, a product statement or question? Maybe it's something like I help my clients. Uh, I help people want to talk to my clients. Okay. Yeah, that would That's work. One. Or, or would it? What could I say? I make sure that you're not forgotten, or something That's like that. My clients instead of your. Oh, okay. Okay. I help my clients be remembered and um, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I make sure my clients aren't forgotten. Yeah. Oh, how do you do that? Because it 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 uh, it should. Yeah. Yeah. invokes the question. I see. I see. That's brilliant. And um, then, and then yeah. of course, what's important next, Janice, is the next, the next thing is not to then do the, tell the job title. Right. The next thing is to ask a question. So, so that again, it's not about you, it's about them. So you can find right. out more about well, them. Right. But you can also, you could say, you know, do you have, have you, uh, well, like, so, so for you, Janice, what's a good referral partner for you? Uh, from a referral partner for me. Yeah, somebody uh, else wants to meet the same clients you do. Right, right. Um, so now I'm thinking about two different sides of my business, right? So that's where- uh, For the relationship be. marketing. Yeah, so um, probably a, um, a a past client for sure, a business- um, a real real estate broker who's okay. like got agents under them. How about, how about somebody who does websites? Would that be a good, would they uh, refer? It would be more, I don't know if it would be the person who does websites as, I don't know. I've never thought about them as being um, a referral partner for me or a strategic partner for me. Maybe a, um, uh, more the copywriter or the, um, okay. Okay. yeah. So, so that when they ask about, you know, how do you do that? The first, what I would respond with is, do you happen to have any writers in your network? I see. I see. Oh, so your writer friend would be a great introduction for me because we both work with people to help them get found on the internet and, or, or get found in the marketplace rather. So you're educating them right away. And you're also teeing yourself up to get a referral. Yes, without even wasting any time at all. Interesting. Okay. And you're doing it again in a way that's educational and open. It's not, you're not asking for customers. You're not asking for customers. You're asking for partners. Right. So, so, that so I would, if you know, if you wouldn't mind, could I, uh, could I get your business card so I can email you to introduce me to that writer? And we can talk about how we can help each other grow our businesses together. So I was just going to say, you do want to move it forward by yeah. getting it out of there. Right. Of course, who's a good referral for you? Yeah, exactly. That I, I felt a little uncomfortable there for a second because I always make it about the other person and I don't necessarily worry about me in that first introduction. And I agree in, in principle with what yeah. you're saying, but what what I've tried to do is create a less a way to turn the chit chat into something productive, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
and you're asking them how you can help them next. Right. Uh, and of course, people love to talk about themselves, so they'll just go on and on. And then you've got right. a way to leave. <laughs> yeah. And if you're able to start the conversation by asking, what do you need? Yes. You're, that you're not even going to be asking for anything until after you find out what they need. Correct. Correct. Um, what do you do in a situation? Like I said, sometimes you just don't want to stay there in that conversation because you need sure. to room. Well, how do you get away from a conversation like that where someone's going on and they're not even aware, really? Yeah, no, I know. I know. Well, if we haven't, if I want their card, I'll ask if we can trade business cards. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then and, and I, I'm going to go network over there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're here to network so that it's OK to say I'm going to go or the, you know, the default is I see somebody I need to talk to. Right, right. Or I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> um, so, Although I have been followed to the bathroom. <laughs> really? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, what about um, in situations uh, over the last couple of years? Have you found that with networking online instead of networking in person, when you're put into these um, breakout rooms and so on, do you find that it works the same way? I find it a little bit frustrating sometimes. I find it very frustrating, Janice, because people don't know how to ask for anything for what they need. Mm-hmm. So, and I can't even tell you how many breakout rooms I've been in where I'll just take over the room. Yeah. And I'll, and cause people will start blathering on about what they do and it'll be like, well, we only have five minutes and there's four of us. So yeah. we don't have time and I will interrupt, you know, and it's like, excuse me, I'm sorry. Let me, we have 30, you know, we have 45 seconds each please tell me who you want to meet. Yeah. Giving them the guidance. I've yeah. done that too, actually, because yeah. it, very yeah. often they don't know how to answer the question. And, and, and then and they have then, to come prepared in that, in that. Yeah. yeah. You have to be kind in that situation. Because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, and you've heard this, everybody needs what I do. Yes. Yes. Well, okay, great. Everybody needs what you do. You can't market to everybody. Right. Well, why not? Well, please find find a coach, find a marketing expert, find somebody to, to, to coach you on this because it will you will you will succeed in business if you do. And if you don't, I mean, obviously, I don't say that, but no, I get it. I get it. Um, so you uh, have an organization called Speakers Co-op, right? Am I saying it right? Yeah, it's Speaker Co-op. Yeah. Yeah. Speakercoop.com, right? Right. Right. And it's an, it's um, a, uh, a network of, spe- of people who want to be found to speak. In, Correct. You match the, the speaker with the organization, the meeting planner, the, the uh, host that they're looking for. Right. Well, at the highest level, they, people find them because they use our website. Right. Right. And but- I, I don't get in the middle of that. But I also have I have oh. a book service that's separate and we guarantee now we guarantee our members at least one speaking engagement during the year uh so i will when if if they're not getting found i will stick my uh stick my nose in and and find them an audience so your job is to um seo this this website and make sure okay and um who would who would be a member of this network what kinds of speakers like do you run the gamut we do run the gamut. We've had everything from storm chasers to 
NSA National Speaker Association Hall of Famers as members. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And we've been around for 16 years. And so we've seen, we've had a wide variety of folks. Uh, in the beginning, it was mostly in the Dallas-Fort Worth market. We expanded to Houston in 2010. So it was more Texas. Right. And now got speakers in Canada and across the U.S. You had to say that, of course. Yeah. Being Canadian, I wanted to make sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 And my first, we, we, we launched a lifetime membership uh, at, at uh, as the end of December. And the first lifetime member is a, a fellow Canadian of yours. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. Um, so um, how do you see when you you're a trainer as well, you, you train, you teach people how to um, speak as a business strategy, your upcoming book. So do you, um, are you a proponent of selling from the stage? Yes. Yeah. I'm here. And and I think the psychology is really important in this day and age, because the truth is anything you're teaching, somebody can get on YouTube and learn for free. That's right. Now they can't want to help, but they can, you can learn anything you need to do. You can learn plumbing, electrician and every, all those trades. If, you know, if you're comfortable doing it and some of you should not be comfortable doing it. Right. (laughs) Right. And that's the thing, like people like me, I want someone to answer the question for me. I want that person to guide me. I'm, I'm not as confident if I'm doing it by myself. Right. so not only am I a proponent of, of offering something to buy from the stage, I'm a proponent of the person, the experts sharing their best information. Giving it away for free. Yeah, share your high, your most valuable stuff. And because people aren't going to do it themselves. Well, and they're looking for the connection, right? With you. So that's who they're, they're buying you really more than anything else. Right. So, so to that end, when we, we speak, we give value for 18 or 19 minutes. Okay. We, so we we earn the right to make an offer in the last one or two minutes. Fair enough. And that offer always, yeah. And that offer starts at $20 and there's one. And I, I, I teach to, to have three things that you offer on, a, on an order form. And, and we call it an enrollment form, but it's an order form. Okay. You have set the precedent. That in all you right away you set the precedent that you're an expert that people pay. Right. You're not the free advice person. Right, right. Because you're the expert and you um, are respected for what you do. And and yeah. Well, as you know, so many of us in the coaching world have been giving away our stuff because we for various reasons, whether that's some of some people started coaching that's that way. And, and other people are uncomfortable charging for what they do and getting what they're worth and all that, all that. There's a whole conversation around that, of course. That's right. Yeah. But, uh, but the bottom line is that if you don't give people the opportunity to buy from you, you're shortchanging them because yeah. you need your help. And if you're not going to charge them for your help, you're not going to be able to help more than one or two people before you go broke. <laughs> um, so there's there are people who I've seen um, very uh, slick, but also very uh, smooth in how they 
um, sell from the stage. And it kind of weaves its way through the entire conversation. But as it does, sometimes I've seen it done. And I've seen this person that I'm thinking of, she teaches this method. To me, it's like injecting you and your um, sale in every 10 minutes, which drives me crazy. So, I'm, yeah. you know, there's different ways to do it, right? Right, there are. And that really doesn't work in the 20 minute rubber chicken circuit environment. No, it's a longer thing, right? It's a more of a keynote yeah. type of, okay. Rubber chicken, I love that. Okay. Well, it's the, the, I really haven't, I haven't had much bad food, but that's the, that's the joke everybody gets. But the, I know, the, the I know. Janice is, all of those rooms only give you 20 minutes. Yeah, maybe, maybe with a, an intro and a Q&A for yeah. 25, you know, but, yeah. but you, you, what you do is you prepare 20 minutes of content that is all about giving the audience something they can take away. Right. Now, should it be, I'm just thinking about that. Should it be one thing they can take away, one golden nugget or three golden nuggets they can take away in that 20 minutes? So what I teach folks, Janice, to do is break their topic down into points like five, this, three, that, seven, the, uh, you know, seven yeah. principles. And so let's say, let's say you have five keys to growing a plant, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so my, what I, what I teach is to break that into five, 10 minute chunks. So you have five lessons, you tell a story, you teach a lesson in eight to 10 minutes. When you have a 20 minute talk, you only do two of your points Got instead it. of five in 20 minutes. Okay. That makes sense. That's really good. Action. That's really good action plan, actually. Um, yeah. yeah. And then those points should be, should have something they can take away. Love it. Okay. So um, I know that you had some, well, I, I just want to ask you one question about when you were in Ooh, what was that in the film business? Um, did, were you, um, what, what area did you do? Did you do the writing? Did you do the filming? Did you do everything? Did you? Oh, well, I was, uh, I was an art director uh, at the end of my career. I was a prop master and an art department guy. Oh, wow. The, Not what uh, I thought you were okay. going to say. That's, that's really interesting. Yeah, so if it was on set but not breathing, I might have put it there. Yeah. <laughs> so in that industry, being a part of that industry for so long, do you love the movie industry now or do you watch a lot of films? I, I still love movies and I got into it because I love movies. So Because okay. uh, I do too. But I, it's kind of weird right now with the uh, world the way it is and the Academy Awards coming up and there's really been a it's been so strange you know yeah I think I've seen one of the 10 maybe exactly two. right now I have to do a binge and spend money on um, online on demand to watch some yeah. of them before the the Academy Awards start but you know that's kind of what I'll do because I, yeah I still try to watch the Oscars every year and and I'm I'm st and, and I, I was surprised when I was in the business how many people weren't really fans but whatever yeah, just a job right just a job yeah yeah <clears throat> so um i like to ask my guests um my favorite question because i'm a very curious person and i would like to ask you this question it's a two-parter it's not that difficult um one do you think curiosity is innate or learned 
And part two, what are you most curious about right now? Well, curiosity is innate or we wouldn't burn our hands on the stove the first time we touched it. <laughs> okay, good answer. Um, what am I curious about right now? Um, I I'm trying to get into the mind frame of being a, a in abundance and law of attraction um, like some of the people who have just somehow managed to, they're, they're operating on a different frequency. I've been working I, on that too. It's an, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a thing. I mean, you, yeah, you, and I bounce it off of it and I bounce in and out of it now, whereas I didn't recognize it at all previously. So, okay, so you've uh, made progress. That's awesome. I, I am making progress. Yeah. And, so, um, yeah. I'll send you uh, an interview I did with Michael Lozier. Michael Lozier wrote a book called The Law of Attraction way oh, back. Wonderful. And he's now, it's like in 37 countries in, um, and in different languages. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, he's amazing. And he's actually from here. And uh, he's uh, actually republishing that book now, updating it and republishing it. But he's, he's a character and uh, you'll enjoy that. Um, you, the other Jim. thing I've been reading uh, with my book club, um, uh, Think and Grow Rich, which is an interesting concept as well. I've started it a few times and I've never been able to get. I know it's hard. I, the only way I can read it is because I do a chapter a week with my book club. Okay. I know I get it. Um, but because it was written in what, 1937 or something. It's, yeah. Something yeah. Like that. yeah. And his language is different too. It's really interesting. Anyway, we digress. Um, so I would like to ask you one, um, one last question. I could talk to you forever about things like movies and networking and all of that good stuff. Um, but um, I'm. Uh, you have a new podcast, actually. I should mention that first. Thank behind, you. Yeah, behind uh -huh. the lectern, right? Behind, behind the lectern. Yeah. Tell me how that started and what got you into. Because of course, I love podcasting, so I'm curious how you came to it. Yeah, I've done a bunch of different um, things, which now would all be called podcasts. Mm. I did a thing back uh, years, several years back, called. Speakers <laughs> sitting in chairs chatting on air. When, when <laughs> on air. Podcast. Yeah, when when Google when on air was a thing, um, okay. and I'm goofing, you know, Seinfeld's comedians in cars drinking coffee. I love and that. Twenty, probably twenty interviews, which are all on my YouTube channel. Okay. And uh, all they there was no agenda. We would just kind of BS for thirty or forty minutes and talk about pop culture my main question there was what are you consuming now okay. Okay. you know what ass what what tv shows what movies and uh then a year ago i started the the shut-in webinar series <laughs> so we're stuck at home let's maybe, maybe we should learn something yes a series of paid for webinars from with where experts would come in and teach for 30 minutes to an hour. Oh, where was I? I should have been there. Right, right. And, you know, the idea was to charge 10, 20, 30 bucks per yeah. show as an experiment to see if you could get people to pay for stuff. <laughs> and, and very few people paid for any of those. Uh, but I have that whole library. Okay. And I, you know, I've been involved with Speakers Playhouse and I've been guesting on podcasts really intentionally lately. And I was like, I want to do a podcast, but I, I want it to, I want it to be something that, that people aren't talking about. And so I decided behind the lectern would be about people's speaker journey. 
We can talk about what they do and what they're an expert at, but the, the key is how they started speaking, how they recognize speaking could be a tool to grow their business, mm-hmm. how it's going now, what are their goals and plans for speaking. And even I've even had a few people who have just started speaking. That's fun. At the beginning of their journey, and that's fun to do. And I get yeah. to do a little bit of a little bit of mentoring to them. Right. Right. Joe. And then I've had and I've, I've got some other people and I'm, I'm fortunate. I'm going to be having James Malinchek as a guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on my show a few weeks ago. I haven't, it hasn't aired yet, but he's a great guest. He yeah. gives you lots of value as you heard on Saturday, right? Amazing. Yeah. And yeah. so he'll be the most established speaker I've had on the show so far, Yeah. but I'm going to reach out to that hall of fame speaker and ask him to be on the show. Who is that? Uh, uh, his name is Vince Pacenti. Oh, was he at, at, Potapalooza. Oh, oh, okay. He, he travels in different circles. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, but, that's uh, great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And through your um, your uh, NS, NSA, is it called? National Speakers right. Association. Yeah. You could probably find some people there. I, I've been to a few. Right. Yeah. I'm not there anymore, but I still have a lot of friends over there. Ah, yeah, okay. And LinkedIn will help with that too, right? Finding people. Sure. Yeah. No, there's no shortage of. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, so last question, um, uh, Jeff, what for my, my audience is mostly entrepreneurs, small business owners, sales professionals. Um, what advice would you give them? Um, what's the best piece of advice that you like to share with people in your when you speak? You know, Janice, I kind of fall back on the. Uh, Nike motto, just do it. Hmm. Too many people get stymied by perfection. You know, perfection is the enemy of great. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, I'm not quite ready to speak yet. I haven't finished writing my keynote. I haven't finished, you know, my elevator pitch. So I'm not ready to go to a networking group yet. Yeah, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> just, just do it. You got to get out there and start. The beautiful thing is you will find the people in the room to learn from pretty much right mm-hmm. you know you you take me back to when i was teaching networking and uh i did some one-to-one training with um several people and the last thing they had to do was go to a networking event with me but not i, I would take them if they wanted me to so that i was there for them but um they had to go and you know network and i remember yeah. that being really fun and hearing the feedback of how things were different for them that was a fun time actually so yeah that it is kind of um always when they do it and see the progress is even bonus right do you still teach networking now? Not, not, um, I haven't for a while, not formally, okay. but I'm always teaching. So, you know, sure. I, I do it when I do LinkedIn training because I'm teaching people how to build relationships online. Right. So it comes from the messagings and so on. Um, not pitching, not doing the things that we hate on LinkedIn um, that people do. So in a way yeah. I am, but not the same way I was, but I've still got it all up here. I still know how sure. to teach it. Yeah. Can I share a networking tool with your audience? Of course. Yeah. So at my website at jeffkleinspeaker.com slash education, mm-hmm. you can opt in and download a one-on-one checklist to use for your one-on-ones. That would be awesome. Okay. And there's a couple other, there's a couple of audio interviews. There's a, um, 
how to network to get a new job as a free download. So there's a couple other things there, but the one-on-one -on -one checklist is really useful to folks. Really thank you so much. I will make sure that's in the show notes. So thank you so much for being here today and being um, my guest. Uh, you are definitely a uh, an expert in that field. And I know that I can tell there's passion around it because it's what you do. So thank you so much. Thank you to my audience for being here. I will put all Jeff's information in the show notes. And to my audience, I appreciate you. Make sure you leave a review if you liked what you heard and remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.